We're set up like in a conference room. We somehow turned it into a styling studio. And now we can definitely say we styled Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Hey, Girl Gazers, it's your host, Taylor, and welcome back to season four of Girl Gaze Podcast. Girl Gaze Pod is all about self-discovery as it relates to making your dreams a reality. This season, I will be interviewing girl and guy gazers who are in a fearless pursuit of their dreams. Every Wednesday, I'm joined by the most inspiring people within my network who take action to get to where they want to be. If you have been enjoying the podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts, DM me your thoughts, or even share a screenshot on social media. I am so excited to welcome Danielle and Alex, who are celebrity stylists and female founders, to the pod today. In this episode, we chat about how they turned their side styling hustle into their main hustle, why they ultimately left their corporate fashion career to build their own biz, imposter syndrome, fall fashion trends, fashion week stories, and so much more. This episode is such a good one, and I hope you love it as much as I do. Also, quick reminder to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Without further ado, Here's my conversation with dynamic duo, Danielle and Alex. So excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for trekking up to the Upper East Side. Happy to be here. So why don't we kick things off with a little introduction? Sure thing. I'm Alex. I am 26 years old, um, female entrepreneur, fellow co-founder of Danielle and Alex. I went to school at the University of Michigan and studied communications and business and I am a Leo through and through. Yes, you are, <laughs> or lion. And I'm Danielle, I'm 27. Grew up in New York. I went to Loyola University in Baltimore. Also studied business and minored in communications. And I am a Gemini, so I bring the craziness. But you guys balance each other out. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So how did you guys meet? How did we meet our love story, our famous love story? I was working in a global PR agency, Carlotta, and I actually hired Allie. Yes, she brought me into all of this. My boss came in with like two resumes, and he was like, which one? And Allie's was this like beautiful paper stack of folder, and I was like, I don't even have to look at it. Like, that one. You came prepared. I came ready to work, yes. And the second I walked through the door and met Danielle, you know, it was really just us two on this like VIP celebrity team with our boss. So we instantly just like meshed together, worked so well together and caused um, trouble. Caused trouble. (laughs) And um, no, it was just like a natural way of working together. It was meant to be that you guys found each other. Absolutely meant to be. So before we get into both of your journeys and then how they intertwined, I always like to kick things off with a gaze of the week, which is a thought or realization or reflection that you have been thinking about lately. We're coming right off of Fashion Week. Looking back at the end of this one versus where we were last year at Fashion Week, um, when we were still both working corporate jobs and dipping our toes into styling. I mean, I literally got a Snapchat memory of me a year ago during Fashion Week, like in hysterics, crying, being like, I'm so overwhelmed, I can't do this anymore. And then versus now, you know, really owning our space here and being able to attend shows and invited. So this has been like a full circle moment of just like, we did it, we're here. We got invited to attend the Daily Front Row Awards. And I think just sitting there was a really special moment because my first internship 
ever. I was checking people in at the Daily Front Row Awards. You know, it was unpaid, but I was so happy to be there. And then to kind of sit there now as a guest and watch a stylist accept an award for stylist of the year was just like, all right, like things are on the right path. This, yes. is, this is pretty cool. Definitely a full circle. I love that. Let's jump back to the beginning. I really knew I wanted to work in fashion. I feel like my whole life, my mom worked in fashion, grew up in Westchester, New York. So like right outside of the city, I was always in and out doing like small modeling gigs and seeing the industry like from a young age, I knew it was something I wanted to pursue. Um, but I was always destined to go to the University of Michigan. I have a long lineage of family who went there and there was no fashion program or major there. So when I was a senior, I started my own program called the Michigan Fashion Media Summit to kind of connect you know, alumni to students who work in fashion to like create opportunities. We brought in speakers over the years like Diane von Furstenberg, Rachel wow. Zoe, like high caliber speakers who want to connect with Michigan students. Um, that's really where my like network began and like my love for also like entrepreneurship and starting a business. I mean, I led a group of students when I was in college, like 60 students to actually like formulate a business plan. Um, I think that's kind of what I bring to the table also for the two of us. How'd you go about starting that? And what was the biggest thing that you learned? Yes, so it really just came from seeing at Michigan how there was like a, the Michigan Sports Conference and the Raw School of Business. I'm an eligible candidate, but I don't have, I'm not at FIT or Parsons and how can we like bring fashion to Michigan? So that was kind of my mission. Um, and after we landed our first speaker, who at the time was um, the CEO of Tommy Hilfiger, wow. that's really where it all spiraled. Six years later, it still exists. I'm still very much involved more than ever now. Like, And a lot of our assistants that have come through have been Michigan grads. So I'm trying to like pay it forward and give back to opportunities that I didn't have while I was in school. So it's been really full circle working on that project as well. That's amazing. I can kind of relate because I started a magazine in oh, college. Um, and was able to like build a community of girls. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that you, although we both graduated, it still exists at that college today Absolutely. and to see it flourish and to see new girls come in and like be passionate about a project that at the time, like we were so close to it. So we couldn't really, at least for me, like I couldn't take a step back and be like, oh, I'm going to leave my legacy at Syracuse. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then, yeah, I mean, as Danielle said, we met at Carla Auto and from there I went off and worked in corporate fashion and we kind of combined our skill sets to introduce Danielle and Alex to the world. For me, I always knew I wanted to be in fashion. So after I graduated, did everything I could to get that first internship, probably applied everywhere, over 50 places, got a job at Purple PR doing celebrity relations, and it kind of just snowballed from there. They hired me for celebrity. My boss had left, went to Carlotta, which was another global agency. I followed him there where I met Ali. Amazing. Um, how, what would you say, like, is how you maintain that good relationship with your boss where you were able to, like, switch over? I really think it's your work ethic, and we see it now with our assistants. If you're showing up, I mean, I knew nothing about the industry. If you're showing up and, like, you're eager, you're ready to put in the hours, the work, like, that's what gets noticed. Mm -hmm. Anything we do can be taught. Um, it's more so just, like, your drive to do it. And I think, I mean... Our boss was so fun and cool and we just had a genuine connection and yeah, I was thrilled that he took me to Carla Auto. It definitely propelled my career in a different direction and we met, we did what everything we could do at Carla Auto and 
a stylist came in, Mimi Cottrell, and I went on and worked for her. Her clients are like Bella and Gigi Hadid and Ariana Grande. Yeah, it was an incredible year of just craziness and chaos and a real introduction into what styling is. Lots of packing garment bags mm -hmm. and carrying them around the Absolutely. city. And yes. You could almost imagine their schedule of the traveling and their work and their personal life. It was never a quiet day, yes. for sure. I did it for a year. I went back in-house, back into PR, and that was kind of where it ended for me. And, and where I, it began. Yeah, and where it all began. And were there any defining moments where you look back in your career where you're like, okay, this is when I knew that I needed to do this full-time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. There's Big definitely one. one story that sticks out to both of us when we kind of knew we were at our breaking point. We were still working our corporate jobs um, and a last-minute opportunity to go down to Orlando for the Sports Illustrated Awards and we were styling five of the carpet girls, the cover girls at the time. Um, so, you know, we did everything we could to prepare for both our corporate jobs and for like styling our clients. Um, but there was just a moment where that night of the carpet, we were sprinting back and forth through the casino, styling girls. We had our bosses calling us to take care of certain tasks and we just quite physically we're being pulled in two directions. Um, and we knew at that time, we're like, this is not sustainable. I mean, I literally showed up to the carpet and like flip-flops in a bathing suit because the day just got away from us, like things you cannot prepare for. Um, yeah, we were in flip-flops, like our bikini <laughs> strings hanging out, like no makeup, just at a red carpet. Everyone's like, who are these like girls that broke into the carpet? Yeah. We're like, those are our clients, we swear. We're <laughs> taking pictures of everyone. And yeah, and we knew when we couldn't even appreciate the moment that we like were here in Florida, we were styling like five of like, the biggest names. I mean, we were styling like Jasmine Sanders, Brooks Nader, Camille. We couldn't even enjoy it. And we're like, this is not how it should be. Mm -hmm. And our clients deserve our full attention and so do our corporate jobs. So we got to like pick a lane. So that's when we kind of knew after that. The universe, the universe was telling us it was time to, you know, pick a side. You know, looking back, the hardest thing that we've ever had to do was to take that jump and leave. But officially, we have been Danielle and Alex for a full year. Congrats! Thank That's amazing. You. Yes. But how long have we been styling? <laughs> Two or three years. <laughs> yeah. Depends how you look at it. But yeah, we've ever since we were really like at Carla Auto and had access to the showroom mm -hmm. and to like this VIP network that was in New York City and LA, um, that's really where it all began. So we had this idea, before it was even an idea, we launched this Instagram page called There With Us, which kind of meant at the time we were always bringing in VIPs with us to events and saying to the people at the front, like, they're with us. So that became like a term that we coined. We started to kind of show the behind the scenes of what it was like to work in public relations in New York City. We thought it was like so cool. No one's ever done that before. Shed light on it to, you know, someone who might be like from the Midwest who's never even heard of what like a showroom is before. And immediately our boss and kind of like the higher ups shut us down. They brought us, we're like two young girls. They brought us to a conference room and they're like pointing like, their finger. At, exactly. They're like, they like pull it up. They're like, what is this? Like literally we were, and we, you know, succumbed to the pressure because it was our lives at the time and we deleted the page. And yeah. Instagram prevails because it's the same account, but we just changed the name. Yes. <laughs> so it's back. I actually have something similar and I think that this is an important lesson for everyone listening to because when you work in corporate America, there are 
very strict rules about what you can and cannot post on social media. Mm-hmm. And so at one of my jobs, I posted a day in the life mm-hmm. and I got in very big trouble yeah. for it as well. And I had to get, and I had to take it down. And I guess my next question after that is like, when you're being told no, how did you use it to fuel your fire? I actually love that question. Cause I feel like that is what drives me. You know, we're proving something to those people now and also mainly just to ourselves. You know, we can do this and that's definitely like what keeps me going and I know sometimes we're working so hard and we're like, Why are we well, why are we like this? But we can we just looked it up, what's it called? We are both manifesting generators. Yes. Is like our life purpose and that our like energies really comes to show like when it comes to like our work and everything that like it fuels our fire when someone tells no to us, like we have to keep going. But also and like how you have the same story as a day in the life, like when it's a good idea, you know it deserves a place somewhere, but just it's about like finding where in the world you can actually form it into reality. So. Yes. Wait, I love what you were saying about being manifesting generators. And so we're both the same. So you both believe in manifesting, obviously. Oh, yeah. So how does that come into play with like manifesting clients or manifesting successes? I looked back at like things that I have written down and for this year and one of them was the Met, which we ended up styling for. And another one was like a monetary value mark that I thought at that time was so maybe out of reach and we definitely surpassed it. Surpassed it. And it is kind of crazy to read those. You forget about them and then you go back to it and you're like, wow, didn't even notice that half of these things have happened. So were those goals that you wrote down at the beginning of the year? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Goals for the career, personal life, right? You kind of break them up and yeah, I, it yeah. just happened without even realizing it. Yeah. Wait, let's talk about the Met. Who'd you <laughs> style for the Met? Camille Kosak. She's a Sports Illustrated model. Um, two days before the Met. Yeah, just so giving was... us no time. But okay, wait. First those. of all, so she called you on the phone, sent you an email. Probably texted us. Yeah. At this point, now with a lot of our clients that we've worked with for like a year plus, we're at like at a friendship level. We yeah. Kinda, it's as easy as a text to get like a job going. So and it's so you, exciting. Like we we are here to support our clients and celebrate their wins. So when we when our clients get these moments, I mean, we're so ecstatic for them. Like, wow, what an incredible moment that you're going and you're hosting and you're doing all these things. And we would love to be a part of these moments. What was that moment like when you got that text and you were like, two days? Yeah, we kind of just look at each other in the eye and we're just like, go time. And we just like yeah. know what to do. Um, reached out to a bunch of designers. She ended up wearing a Christian Siriano dress. Um, and he's such a great designer now. So he's New York based, which felt mm-hmm. really cool. Super inclusive of, you know, different races, gender, size, yeah. all that good stuff. So that was something she was able to touch upon. Was this for the most recent yes. Met? So the theme was America, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was part of, part of the narrative. Very we fitting. Got a nice white glove because it was white tie and mm-hmm. it looked beautiful. I mean, diamonds and she was on the staircase with a long train. It was perfect. Gorgeous. So can you walk me through your process a little bit of brainstorming? Like, do you put a mood board together for your client? Do you just have a rack of clothes and then you invite them into your showroom? Yeah, we... Definitely depends on each person. For example, we are styling Paige Sorbo Tuesday for BravoCon. We know her style, we'll do outreach, reach out to 100 brands, call in pieces that we think she'll like, get a rack going. She comes in Tuesday, we go through the rack together, basically play dress up, and then you know get a feel of, okay, here's our vision, we want this with tights or shoes and this and glam. And it just comes to life and just step by step, the process starts definitely before the fitting. That's 
what matters, what you can kind of call into the studio. Yeah, and we have an ample amount of time like we have with BravoCon. We knew it was happening. We knew we had Paige and Amanda, you know, we're working with. We set mood boards, but when it's like a Camille last minute Met Gala, it's kind of just like... Just go get, for it. It's like get whatever we can, get mm-hmm. our hands on um, and make it work. So we're definitely, you know, reactive and cri- we're very good at crisis management, I would yeah. say. It's like part of the job. How have you built and maintained those relationships where you're able to pull a gown from Christian Siriano in literally two days or one day? Yeah, yeah. Sure. This definitely ties into our whole like business plan and what we've been striving to create with our PR background is integrating that into styling, which is something we haven't seen any stylists do traditionally. Um, so because when we place brands, we'll send out like a media alert and we have all these press contacts and they'll write about Camille and it's a full circle for the brand then gets to see like how fruitful it was to dress her and that's a good look on us. So making it like cyclical and making it everyone benefit who's involved for us, for the designer and for the talent, that's like, those are the three pillars that we focus on. Um, just integrating this PR element into styling is really where we set ourselves apart. Yeah. Your business has grown so much since inception. Mm -hmm. How have you built this amazing roster of clients? Really, when we look back, we were talking about it before during COVID, which is so ironic because that's when fashion was almost shut down in a sense, red carpets and events weren't happening. And that's really when we had downtime in our corporate jobs. So, you know, pick, pick up a little bit of like side work and a side hustle. We came up with a business plan, this like styling membership, which was something different than anyone else was offering at the time. Um, and we would cold email hundreds and hundreds of talent um, to try to work with us. And we found this niche and during this like TikTok, you know, epidemic that was happening during the pandemic. And we actually ended up working with Ellie Zeeler as our first membership client. And she just has such a big following on TikTok and brands wanted to work with her and we were young and related to her. So she was our first membership client. And from there, we kind of like delved into this like social media world, working with like Olivia Ponson and Emma Brooks. Those relationships that we had from Carlotto and just throughout our careers of rekindling them. So where do you both get fashion inspiration from? Yes, I think this goes for the both of us, but strictly Hailey Bieber fan, (laughs) I mean, I'm all about that effortless look and she's just comfortable and cool and just looks like she like threw something on and ran out the door and to me she'll always be my kind of style icon. I love that, me too. When I studied abroad in Florence, um, I learned this term sprezzatura and it's all about putting in a lot of effort to look effortless. Exactly. I feel like that's exactly what Hailey Beaver does. Absolutely. And like, that's what I definitely go for. Absolutely. Yeah. We even advise our girls always for like a red carpet. They'll be wearing like a formal gown. We're like, do like a messy hair. Like you just rolled out of bed. Mm. We're like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe cool. No, but I, there's definitely like a few influencers I've followed forever that have impacted me. Like Emma Ledger is one, Emily Sinlev. And Honestly, recently, just walking on the streets of New York is like a walking mood board. I mean, literally the pants I'm wearing, I saw someone on the street and like, where did you get those? And they directed me and I went into the store and got them. So there's like truly inspiration all around. So we're really fortunate to be in this like fashion capital of the world. Yeah, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else, honestly. And also like (laughs) maybe LA, maybe you'll have, you know, you'll be bi-coastal, manifest it. Oh yeah. Do you have any advice for someone trying to find their personal style? Yeah, I think for both of us, comfort is key. And we see that in our clients also. I mean, like, I know I can't like have a good time Mm -hmm. while I'm out 
if I'm in something uncomfortable or tight, like we are both like tomboys through and through at the end of the day. I mean, like trucker hats and like moto jackets are like my religion. Um, so really just like being comfortable. I think it also takes like time to establish your personal style. Like in college, a lot of times you're like following trends or what other people are doing. Honestly, just recently, I feel like I've really like settled into my personal style and it's helpful to like reflect that into our clients also. And I completely agree. Like, I feel like I've been all over the map. I mean, I went to Catholic school, so I wore uniform Mm. and even then was like rolling my skirt and putting a hoodie under my blazer. Um, College, you don't really have a sense of style. You're kind of copying. And then one day you're just like, what makes me comfortable? What do I feel good in? Like always gravitate towards whatever that may be. For Allie, it's her hats. For me, it's like baggy clothes, like baggy jacket. Um, And then it kind of just, style is more so about how you carry yourself, less about what you're wearing. So if you feel good, you know, you kind of reflect that. Absolutely. I love that. Let's talk New York Fashion Week. Everyone's favorite week. The most chaotic, but amazing week. Yes, exactly. Fashion Super Bowl. Exactly. So how was yours this year? This year was very different for us. I mean, honestly, we had a really fun time. We prepared enough time to get our fittings out of the way. We went to... I mean, probably three to four shows a day. Every night we went to some after party, tried to stay as long as we could (laughs) until it usually was like a half hour, but um, it's great. And, you know, as a business perspective, like that's where we meet most of our future clients is getting that face Mm -hmm. time. So it was a very successful week for us. I mean, we got some great new clients out of it. Yeah, I mean, just in case we weren't busy enough with normal fashion week, you know, to-dos, we actually folded in our own event to kind of give back to our clients and kick off the week on a really positive note. And also, we love event planning. It's something we've both done in our past. So, um, and it kind of also happened organically. You know, our office is right by the seaport um, in the city. And the shoe surgeon who started in LA just opened in New York and it's a sneaker lab and we are Air Force lovers through and through. Um, opened up and you kind of like customize your own Air Force with laces or iron on letters, patches. And we're like, wow, this would be really cute to throw an event here. And fast forward four weeks and we threw together an event with like 15 of our clients and new clients and girls that we wanted to work with and got everyone in one room and off their phones and like using their hands to create a sneaker, which was really, really cool. I mean, it was, you know, we had different partners involved, giveaways, Sony Clover, Ilya, I mean, so yeah. many. Just a, a time to really, like, thank everyone and also just reflect on what we did and put everyone in one room. Rarely I'm the same happens. way. I, like, love being able to connect people and putting everyone in the same room and people who maybe are friends on social media mm-hmm. that haven't met before. Mm-hmm. And, like, you guys were the source and, like, yeah. the little seed. It was so cool to see it happen. I mean, everyone was... Had a great time mingling, talking, being creative. We gave everyone a goodie bag, so it was also cool to see throughout the week everyone like wearing certain things that we kind of gifted. And I mean, yeah. just a, a very cool moment. Yeah, we started, we actually landed a client through it. We started working with Ellie Thuman, and that same week we dressed, we turned it around. We dressed her for the Daily Front Row Awards and for Harper's. That you also went to. Yes. Yeah, so it was like everything all ties back together. But obviously, the day of the event, you know, I'm running around to Nike. Danielle's like putting together gift bags. So it's <laughs> obviously pouring rain. Yeah. So, like, but we just, that's how we like to work. We like it's to all a blur. Yeah. <laughs> really a blur. Don't remember being there. No task is too small, even when mm. you are at the top 
and you have assistance, like you're still packing the goodie bags. Always. You're still setting the table. I threw this event for Steve Madden over the summer in Southampton and I was doing the goodie bags and yeah. running around like a crazy woman the day of and the night before. So Always. I mean, we got my boyfriend involved. Oh yeah, he's like he's our driving driver. us, <laughs> up flowers. It's all hands on deck, and yeah. I think that's how it will be forever. We also just care so much. We're control free, controlling to a so. fault, but I'm the same way. Learning honestly. to delegate, we're trying at least mm. even to each other. <laughs> it's learning to delegate, yeah. so. Wait, so you guys have like a studio in Seaport. So when did you realize that you really needed this extra space? Well, I, I guess think, that goes uh, back to your couch. Yeah, I think <laughs> we realized when, you know, at the time we still had our corporate jobs. I was living in Union Square and had two roommates at the time who, thank God, are my childhood best friends. So they were always supportive of this endeavor. At the time, it was also like at the end of COVID, Danielle didn't even have a lease in the city. Mm-hmm. She'd train in or drive in. She'd be sleeping on my couch. We quite literally dismantled my dining room table, threw it away and used that space, setting up racks. Yeah, we full were, studio. We were doing fittings at hotel rooms. So I think at some point when we realized that that was not sustainable, we started, you know, finding space to work out of and, you know, have a, a place where our clients felt good coming in and really like making it a more formal process. <laughs> yeah, we recently, when's the new office? What month was that, May? Was, yeah, over the summer. Just moved into a new space, and it was nice to have a fresh start. It feels good. And I feel like, like that's a huge business milestone to have your own office, especially in New York. Like, rent is not totally. cheap. <laughs> you know, we're, like, crunching numbers, figuring out if it's even possible. But And it's, like, anything. Even with, like, quitting our jobs or, you know, finding that first studio, it's, like, you never think you can do it. You never have enough money or time to do it but once you just like take the leap like it does all work out if we want to grow we have to invest Mm -hmm. in ourselves. so the more we put in the more we're gonna get out have you ever had a moment where you felt any imposter syndrome oh yeah i mean i definitely still feel it every day here and there um i think it depends on your perspective and how you look at it you know we get a lot of our home friends or certain people saying wow you guys are blowing up so amazing and as much as i'm grateful for where we are you know in the industry we're still at a certain point and alex and i both have such like high dreams and high expectations that we do want to go all the way so personally i feel like until i'm where i want to be i will always feel that i'm like trying to get there um at the same time as having success so it's just like a balance of you know, accepting that we're growing. We love the sirens. Love the sirens. It feels <laughs> so right. City. We recently, not recently, it's almost been a year now, went on a retreat to Tulum. We were kind of, a friend brought us in. She was starting a program. She's like, why don't you guys come? We literally thought we were going to a spa retreat. Ended up being like very much about manifesting and, you know, womanhood. And yeah. it was just like a full circle, like cleansing moment. And I think that's where we learned, like, we need to, like, celebrate our small wins more and look back and not compare ourselves to other people. I mean, even now we see people at pa- in Paris, in Paris Fashion Week, and we're like, oh, we should have went. We're, why weren't we there? And we're like, we just had, like, a great New York Fashion Week. Like, let's, like, celebrate that. Yeah. Appreciating where you are now while working for what you want. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite part about working together? I can say definitely probably highlighting some of Danielle's strengths that I don't have or that how we kind of work together is 
she can really just dive into any situation and take control of it and somehow always has the right answer. On top of her being a Gemini OCD crazy lady, which has its positives once you learn how to deal with it. So that's been that. No, Allie definitely deals with me. I don't have to deal with her. Allie, she's a saint to be around. Like literally, she, if anything, calms me. And maybe if I'm kind of putting up that front of like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. I'm definitely freaking out on the inside. And Allie's more so the reason of like, no, 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 we're good. Like we can figure it out. Um, But she is definitely very professional and great writer. I mean, I still am like, can you read my email? We're just a balance. I mean, Allie's more so like the rock and can, you know, handle those situations. And you're my rock. uh, (laughs) Oh, I love this. No, but we're crazy. If you were to fly on the wall, it's just a lot of us finishing each other's sentences and gibberish and like we have the same brain and it just works and there's really no explanation. It just does. I feel like when it clicks, it clicks with certain people and then you just have to lean into it. Exactly. I mean, the amount of time we spend together, I literally can't think of, we will never spend more time with like even our husbands one day. (laughs) And we don't get sick of each other. We also like on top of our work relationship, we are like best friends at the end of the day and we go out together, dinner together. I mean, we're always talking about work, but we do have, this was all built on a friendship. So that's also been really important to maintain. Yeah, which makes it everything fun. It's work, but it's kind of past that point now. It's like our life. And the best thing about working together is that we're just like figuring it out and doing what we both wanted to do. Yeah. We're recently, which was a great point in our career, we signed with an agency. So we're currently with the only agency and have agents representing us. And they brought a job across our path and that was to style Lindsay Lohan. Cool moment. I mean, I grew up watching Lindsay Paris get papped in their fashion and like they were icons and it was crazy that she went, even when she walked in the room and you like heard her voice, me and Allie kind of just both went like, is this happening? And she was everything you could dream yeah. of and more. So nice and appreciative and honestly very easygoing. Um, and yeah, just seeing her in front of the camera was like, you're like, wow, she was born for this. Yeah. And yeah, obviously these moments come up with like, I had a flight booked home to visit my parents in Florida and I had to cancel that. Like always these big moments happen when you like have something planned, even this upcoming week same situation. I was going home for the Jewish holidays. I have to cancel my flight, but it's just about like sacrificing to like make these big moments work and mm-hmm. always saying yes. So now we can definitely say we styled Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Wait, that's amazing. So did you style her for a specific event, a photo shoot? She's starring in two movies that will be out in December, November, December. Two Netflix movies. So we were doing some promo at the Netflix office, which was oh, really wow. cool. We had never been to either. Is um, it in the Netflix office in New York? Yeah, in Union Square. Oh, so. Was it nice? It's so cool. They had like the Squid Games guy. I was like, oh, we're in Yeah, we were set up like in a conference room. We somehow turned it into a styling studio. And yeah, we also got to meet like her hair and makeup who are like icons in the space as well. So like even just being in their presence and making those connections was mm really full circle for us as well. And do you typically collaborate with your clients' hair and makeup people? Definitely depends. Like carpet moments, you have to, right? There are certain glam looks that go with certain dresses and necklines. Um, Definitely always a collaborative effort, but there are some clients that might be like very confident. I want to do a slick back pony and then we have to kind of make that work. Mm. 
Well, very cool. Okay, so this is something that I'm trying to reintroduce into the podcast, a new segment called Girl Gaze Game. So let's play Keep or Kick Fashion Trends. So this will be like rapid fire. Okay. Okay. Ready? Ready? (laughs) Birkenstock Bostons. Keep. I would kick. Platform Uggs. Love. Keep. We You're just, wearing them. The word right is we keep. Oh, keep or kick? <laughs> yes. Okay. Keep or kick. Keep Uggs. I think, are you in them too? I'm not. We I'm both have them. them. Oh, very cute. Okay, ballet flats. Kick. kick. Low res jeans. Keep. <laughs> Logo mania tights. Kick. I'm more of a, like, just opaque a, yeah. color, not like logos. Okay. Kick. So kick. We're kick. Um, micro mini skirts. Keep. Keep, but not... On us. Yes, <laughs> feathers. You gotta ask Paige DeSorbo because she yells at us. We're not allowed to have feathers I guess I'm anymore. team kick now. We're, we're kicking feathers. Oversized blazers. Keep forever. Keep. Cargo pants. Keep. Yes, I'll say keep just for Allie. <laughs> Cowboy boots. Keep. Okay, amazing. Yay, that was so yeah. fun. Let's go through some Girl Gaze faves. So what are some of your favorite fall fashion trends right now? I'm so big on vests, whether that be like a puffer vest or a leather vest. I just thrifted a really cool one the other day, so that's a good one. Where'd you go thrifting? Um, this little store called Pretty and Nice, I believe it's called. I think oh, Pretty like, Funny Nice? Pretty Funny Nice. It was so cool. I just passed by it. Yeah, I think it's founded by an influence. Yes, it yeah. is. Like favorite fashion brands at the moment? I love diesel right now like I love the resurgence of some of these like 90s brands that I wore when I was like a kid that are cool again they just had like a sick show Mm -hmm. so them um Daria is like crushing it not that I'm can't wear it day to day but just like really out there fun cool pieces that almost just feel like you're playing dress up yeah like you want to be in them but you like don't know where to wear it to yes one of our PR interns back in the day now works at Area, so it's been like full circle seeing her get that job. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, we love Danielle Guzio and yes. like how she's like a female founder, really cool style, so that's a go-to. Who do you look up to in the fashion industry? As a stylist, I definitely look up to Danny Michelle, even less about who her clients are, because obviously she works with the Kardashians and, I mean, household names, but just the way... She carries herself and, you know, she's genuine and kind and just is really such like a girl boss um, is kind of where, you know, we look up to kind of get to that place. I love that. Yeah. Rachel Zoe, I mean, she's really paved the way for stylists actually being like forward facing rather than just behind the scenes. Mm. Um, and also having been able to work with her and like communicate with her, how she wears, so- she's a mom, a sister you know, a professional, a podcast host. She does, she wears so many hats and I feel like that's really admirable. What about any favorite places to catch up with your girlfriends in New York? We like... We love Bond Street. Yeah. Love it, Sam. Definitely top of my list. Drinks, we like Dante. We brunch at Siddell's when we can. (laughs) Siddell meetings. Yes. (laughs) That's it. A lot of time we're just kind of hanging out in our A apartments. lot of times, yeah, we can go through our, like, caviar order. I feel like that's yeah. usually where we get most <laughs> of our work done. As you were saying before, you guys like to manifest and write down goals for yourself. So what is next for Danielle and Alex? Yeah. Lots of things kind of brewing. I mean, yeah. I'll let you deliver your news. <laughs> I think my news would be, and now I'm saying it, it has to happen. I'm definitely looking to take my talents to the West Coast and bring Danielle and Alex by Coastal. You know, there, we have clients out there. There's so much opportunity 
for us to work out there and I'm kind of ready to I grew up in New York I'm ready to be in sunshine and by the beach and kind of bring our our work to the next level so that's in the pipeline in terms of where the business is going mm-hmm. and then other than that you know we're obviously hustling new clients come up every week we're doing a lot more campaigns we're working more with editorials yeah we have our first like paid social media campaign coming up for the holiday so that's like a big marker for us and we'd love to continue to work with brands that we align with um we'd also love to maybe launch our own brand one day so Mm -hmm. stay tuned for what that might be i love that so do you know when you're moving to la so my lease is up at the end of August. So I still have like okay. nine months to mentally prepare yes. more my, my mom than myself. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Scary, but it's going to be really fun for you. Yeah. Nothing scares us anymore. <laughs> Hell yeah. So lastly, do you have any advice for someone trying to break into fashion or into celebrity styling? My biggest takeaway is you can't get discouraged because there will be those people who are telling you no, and there will be that discouragement. And if you know yourself that you can do it, you'll do it like you'll find a way and also like take risks like I'll literally be scrolling on TikTok and see like college girls who are posting their outfits or doing cool things and I'm like I want to reach out to her to like intern for us I literally have like some people in mind and like people are taking risks like at an early age are going to be so successful down the line so like don't don't care what your what your peers think about you definitely I agree I always like to end things off with a gaze goal of the week, which is a realistic self-care goal. As very busy women in the fashion industry, sometimes it's hard to kind of separate personal from work. So one thing that you have planned coming up this week for the soul. Yeah, I think we have an exceptionally busy week ahead. I mean, Allie's going to LA. She has a fitting and a big job and we're having fittings in New York. So my goal would just to be survive without Allie, you know, just, just to find balance, you know, wake up, work out. What workouts do you like to do? I like to go to Pure Bar and Solid Core. Yeah. Love it. Solid Core, for sure. I'm definitely a rumble girly. Ooh, we, we love, love rumble. rumble. Yeah. We do. We should shout out. Any, like, classes. Yes. We're, we need guidance. Yeah. Same. Gym, I can't do. Uh-uh. Let's all go to rumble together. Hell yeah. yeah. I just got pink gloves. That feels so <laughs> To right. match my brand. I love that. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. It has been, like, so amazing to hear your story, and I feel like all the girl gazers listening will be super inspired. Yes. That's what, yeah. Interns and assistants also. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Total plug. So if you're interested, reach out to us on Instagram. So what is the Instagram worth? Can they reach you? We are at Danielle and Alex, A-L-I-X. And that's where you can find us. Go follow them. <laughs> okay. Thanks thank for having you. us. This was so fun. And thank you for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you're following along at Taylor Bradford and at Pod on Instagram and on TikTok. I will speak to you all next Wednesday. And in the meantime, keep killing it, Girl Gazer. Bye.